as Fletch snatches your long, flowing, ratty hair. Hey! <laughs> thinning hair. <laughs> you are pulled. Just because there's rats in it. <laughs> <laughs> You're pulled free of the uh, back of Kerflippe and you tumble through the air for what seems like a long time because you kind of lose track of what is up, up and what is, is down. Yeah. yeah. And you're tumbling through this this blue, blue void until this huge flower appears beneath you. It blossoms. <laughs> Fireplume. <laughs> <laughs> it's just drooling. <laughs> the boy. <laughs> we land on it. Uh, you do land on it. It is not a bioplume, oh, okay. um, but it Makes is sense. a very large flower that uh, that blooms and catches you uh, softly beneath it. Uh, somehow it is supporting itself. You don't know how, but that is where you are, and you kind of collect yourselves, and as you do, you feel, Fletch, there's something else that just landed on here, but you cannot see it. Um, and I'm oblivious to it. Huh? You are oblivious to it. You have landed in this uh, in this big flower, and you're now like tangled up in your hair. Well, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'll just kind of let Marjorie know, like, hey, there's something else on here. I don't know if you felt that or not. But no, I'm preoccupied right now. With just a little what? grubby finger. With what? <laughs> Look at me. Oh yeah, just your a hair. Sorry. Just a ball my hair. Of hair. I'm sorry. I'm I pulled a breast nest. Curve flip bait. Um. Okay, so then I just want to um, say, who's there? I'm right here. <laughs> no, no, but I just said I, I noticed there's something else that landed, and you said, oh, we're sorry. having some communication issues. <laughs> you catch out of the corner of your eye, there's a, there's a movement of some kind. It's almost as if it's a shadow. Before you're able to register anything else, you feel two slams against you, one from the right and one from the left, uh, like as if something, like, boxed your ears. Oh. Take... Uh-oh. Tank 24, bludgeoning damage as Yikes. you are hit with a force. I'm dazed. You are. You're dazed. You're caught off guard. You kind of stumble back a little bit. But one of the giant petals kind of, as you, as you start to kind of stagger, like lifts itself up and straightens you back up on your feet. What do you do? Mm. Marjorie, uh, you can hop in whenever you like. I want to... Ju- <laughs> so... I've I've untangled myself from my hair and I want to like whip my hair back behind me. Okay. But I'm curious if I do that, does it meet resistance while it's like in that seven foot radius? <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh. it does. It does. Yes. You as you spin your hair around, you catch that as it is streaking across the plane of your head, it brushes up against the shape of something humanoid. I quickly I- Grab my stormtail bow and fire and at I'm it. And I'm pointing at it. Yeah. <laughs> roll an attack roll. Uh, 11. 11 uh, isn't going to do it. Yeah. Um, you quickly grab your stormtail bow and draw it back, firing a bolt of lightning in the direction of this shape that briefly appeared in Marjorie's hair. But before you're able to connect, um, whatever it was must have moved out of the way because you watch as this lightning bolt sails into infinity in the distance. It is going to whatever it is. You feel another blow uh, to the side of your body. Take 10 damage um, as you get hit with what feels like a really big punch to the side. Uh, No, everything feels very like bludgeony. Nothing has cut you. Okay. Um, You may be internally bleeding. Yeah. uh... We don't have an MRI machine here in the (laughs) elemental plane of air. (laughs) Dang it. 
uh, margarine. Damn it! I wish I had like powder or glitter know, or something why. to throw in the in the area. That's why I asked if I was bleeding. I was gonna spit on him. Uh, <laughs> I technically have the water bucket. Douse this thing in H two O. That's the best thing I can douse it with. Although I, it's weird to think of that water bucket having been on me this whole time, but I never took it off. All right, margarine. Sometimes I imagine the water bucket is like slung around you. Yeah, it's like, somewhere sometimes on Sometimes it's her. a hat. Sometimes it's hanging off it's your wherever back. Wherever it's convenient to like, be. In like the a moment. like a kid playing Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> with a laundry uh. basket. <laughs> oh, I like that the best. Yeah, I wear it as a backpack. Yeah. I'm going to try to take the water bucket okay. and do the same thing with that I did with my hair, but yeah. with the water to see if like we can get any kind of like liquid on it to be able to see it. The same thing happens. Uh, the water connects with some sort of humanoid shape and starts to slick off of it. Okay, I quickly shoot my bow again. Okay, do it. And it's wet this time. Yeah, 10, uh, 15. 15 will do it. Yes. 15 connects. Awesome. Uh, roll damage. Damage. 13. This lightning bolt connects squarely in the center of some kind of shape, and you watch as the electricity reverberates throughout its body. When it does, this invisible creature, this see-through being, turns dark black margarine. You recognize this darkness as a true darkness, um, the shadow darkness. Oh, I don't... Oh. oh. Uh, I yell to the um, the flower that we're standing on and tell it to, hey... Uh, try to wrap, try to wrap your little petal around it and hold them in place. Two vines erupt from the petal that you are standing on, like, uh, like underneath it where a stem would be, uh, and wrap around, um, and grab, uh, whatever legs are this, th- this thing has. Great job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> is, th- is the other one covered in water too? Cause there's two, right? No, there's just one. There's just the one? Two hands. Should I stab it? Yes. Okay. I take my radiant damage knife mm-hmm. and I go for the head. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Efficient. <laughs> oh, come on. 16. Yeah, 16 will do it. Oh, good. Yeah, 16 aye, connects. Aye, aye. Roll damage. Seven for the sneak attack. Five. And then the sneak attack was seven. seven. 12. 12. Thanks, Mike. There is a uh, shimmer of uh, silvery light. Uh, from this knife as you make contact with this uh, creature still kind of jolting from the electricity when you slash across its head it disappears the darkness and the and the electricity sh- uh, sputters out it kind of like it kind of like flickers and then it goes out like a like a broken light bulb mm-hmm. and then you watch the vines as they're kind of like pulled to the edge of the flower where whatever this was seems to fall off of the edge hmm. so the blackness went away mm-hmm. and it just Became invisible? It came, became invisible again. But you saw that like, the plant was still holding some things. And then it kind of like fell. Oh. And then the, the plants let go. They let go? Okay. So whatever it was, it is falling, presumably. Mm-hmm. You hear a voice, a weird, weird, disjointed voice that says, that wasn't the little one from before, as it's falling. The little one. We both heard that? Yep. Uh, what little one? Are they talking about me? Are they talking about me? When I was little? When I was Rupert? Disembodied voice, do you have any more information? (laughs) Just tipping over the side of the plant. (laughs) Kerflippe flies down. Oh, that would be helpful, yeah. And Kerflippe says, I thought I lost you guys. I was flying for a while. And then I was like, hey, how's it going up there? Like, do you like the smells and things? But then you weren't there. Kerflippe, you Kerflippe'd us off of your back. (laughs) Do you realize that? Uh, It was, well, something shot at us. 
Uh-huh, and you were a little bitch. Oh, well, let's not say those things <laughs> I don't to get the shot dragon. at a lot here. We oh. don't have a lot of things that, get sh- that do shooting. This is unusual? This is very unusual. This creature that is after you seems to be some sort of uh, an assassin of some kind. Fletch, what did it? What did it say? This wasn't. This wasn't a little one from before. I think it said. What was there a little one running around here attacking assassins before we got here? When I found you uh, in your in your plane, Marjorin, there was another uh, small creature with you. Flack. I'm sorry, that's the other one whose name gets mixed up with Fletch. It took me a second. I know who he is. I'm just shaking my head. I know who he is. What would, uh, maybe, maybe that whatever oh. this was is af- that's after you was confusing you for your, one of your companions. Yeah. Oh, well, we should just talk to it then, because, like, we no. can give him flack. Rem- <laughs> Remember. <laughs> no. Do you remember when Flack and I were in our robes and then we attacked those two cre- those two beings and they engulfed the room in darkness? I think those guys we made them mad and they're after me and Flack. I think that's what is going on here. Do you mean when Jason was killed? When poisoned? he was poisoned, yes. I think that because might you be guys? what Well yeah. I think that's what's happening. Oh. Kerfalipe, can you corroborate? Well, I don't know specifics of your guy's life, but this is this definitely seems like some something with a grudge. Yeah, we attacked these guys and they were way stronger than us and we were also naked, so we I think we scarred them. Well and they're after us now. Do you think that I look like Flack? Yeah, I think we made him mad. Well, if there's something after you and it's made its way to this plane. This must be pretty serious. You said these guys were stronger than you? Yeah, they also enveloped the room in complete darkness. And somehow you managed to embarrass them? Yeah. Oof. How did we... What did we do? Well, we were naked. Maybe that's what they were They're so proofs. mad about. They were like, <laughs> no, no, they were just... They were clothed and they got attacked by naked... <laughs> by two naked <laughs> creatures. I wasn't in the room, like, Curve Fluffle. I think Oops. we heard him, maybe? I don't remember. That was a while ago. If something this strong is after you, then we should try to get to the eye quickly. Definitely. Yeah. How is this related to you not being whole? Well, we'll find out when we get to the eye. Let's go. All right, so you hop back on Kerflipe. Extra strong grips this time. <laughs> and you fly for a while, uh, now seemingly without incident. Uh, it seems to you that you, you've shaken off whatever was pursuing you. Yeah, I feel like Marjorie's looking forward on the dragon and I'm looking backwards. I'm like, we're, we're sitting <laughs> back, back to back. To back <laughs> and I'm just like ready just in case. <laughs> <laughs> and you fly for a while until you reach a huge layer of clouds. This is the only thing that, that kind of breaks up the unendingness of this sky is there's this like cloud layer and uh Kerfilby says hang on oh and uh he kind of spirals and then speeds up uh make uh athletics god checks god damn it <laughs> we told him 13 <laughs> 15 yeah you guys are fine okay he speeds up and he accelerates through this cloud layer and when he does uh you are looking at a landscape made of clouds. Uh, Not far from where you burst through uh, this lair, uh, you see this beautiful crystal castle. Just stunning. This is like what I imagined heaven to look like. Mm. It, it definitely feels that way. There's shimmers throughout the material. It's just 
a brilliant, clean light, and there is a crystal bridge over a river of like rain clouds make the oh, river. Cool. And regular awesome. clouds are like the land. Um, and there's this crystalline bridge that leads over this river. And then after that, there's this beautiful, beautiful castle. Um, and there are these two, they look like um, like small cyclones almost. There's, they're, uh, but they have faces and arms. <laughs> but their bodies are like swirling torrents of oh, air. Cool. Uh, and they have are these crystal pikes. Uh, and they seem to be standing guard. And Kerflippe flies over there and he lets you off. And he says, this is the castle of the eye. You need to make your way in in order to ask him the questions. Uh, you need to get past his guards. What is that? How do, can we just talk to him? The guards? Good morning, my good sirs. I'm Margarine Sticks, and this is Stormy Stormtail. And we gotta go talk to the eye, please. And they look down at you. They're they're tall. They're about fifteen feet tall. Oh, they're taller than me. Yeah, they're taller than you. These oh, I are... thought they were like in three stories tall. <laughs> you said cyclone, so I'm thinking they're massive. No, they're not that big, but they're they are definitely large. Uh, and they look down at you, and they don't really they they don't really understand what you're saying. They you, they, you, they they have faces. They're very um, simple features, like slits for eyes and mm-hmm. and some sort of mouth. Um, but they don't understand what you're saying. They look quizzically at okay, you. Okay, I get down on one knee and I present my stormtail bow to the guards. Okay. And then I, I well, they can't understand us. So yeah, <laughs> I just kind of sh- I show them the bow. They come over and they look at it and they kind of pass their hands over it and the runes on the bow light up. Ooh. And it starts to spark, like like, like crackle with an electric energy. Mm-hmm. And it floats above your hands a little bit and it turns... And it zips into the front door of the castle. It just like takes off. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. And the two guards, the two big air elemental guards, they step aside and they motion for you to follow it. Oh, good. My God. Yeah. You don't even use words to communicate with them. It's just inherent. I know these things sometimes. What? I can't tell you how. I just stand up. <laughs> and we just start walking. <laughs> just kind of like waved her kerflippe. All right, I follow. <laughs> okay, uh, Kerflippe uh, follows you until you oh, get does? to the... Is he human form now? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. He uh, transformed once he got close to the uh, to the bridge. Cool. Um, once he let you guys off. I like look at Kerflippe and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> feeling I did confident? It. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Nice. Uh, you get close to the door of this uh, giant castle and Kerflippe says, uh, I cannot go any further. Uh, this is not my place. But it seems that you uh, are allowed within. But you're a dragon. Yep. But we, you know, we respect the boundaries of other uh, important beings. And I am still a young dragon. Well, we'll put in a good word for you. We'll tell. Well, thank the you. Eye that yeah. You, you helped us out. You were you were the best man, and Maybe. I go for a high five. Oh. Uh, and he high fives you. Nice. Uh, and it feels. Uh, when you get this high five, it feels like um, when you do that thing out a car window. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> like when you when you uh, like put your hand out the put window, your hand out the window and like, and, like feel wave the air. it. Yeah, like wave, feel <laughs> the, the, the current. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's what a high five feels like. <laughs> <laughs> from a high five from for Clerk Flippe. So silly. There's a clap of thunder, and these two huge crystalline doors open up and swing inward. Um, and there's this gust of wind 
Yes. <laughs> that is smile. That beckons you into into the castle. What do you do? I look at Marjorie. I look at Fledge. You're uh, the prince here. Let's go. I, I grab her hand. Oh. And then we walk in together. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Marjorie's hair is billowing behind her <laughs> as you enter. And as you enter, you're looking around and everything inside this hall is incredibly austere. It is very straight, straight lines. Everything is kind of perfectly uh, symmetrical Ooh. where there is one pillar on the left. There is another pillar on the right and they look identical. I look at Stormy, who's just like put together in straight lines himself. <laughs> look at myself. And I try to straighten out my <laughs> tunic. <laughs> just n- d- d- misshapen doesn't really yeah, fit. Yeah, I tuck my hair behind my ear. <laughs> to straighten my nose doesn't work. Every step, your foot falls through this hall as you step across this crystal floor. Instead of clatters like you're walking on tile or anything like that, they're very small thunderclaps. They're just very, very small rumbles of thunder as you walk through this hall. And at the opposite end of it, you see. This enormous throne, enormous throne, and sitting atop it, a presence that that you feel like like you feel the kind of apprehension that you feel when you can see a storm approaching. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, so my like weather senses are your yeah your weather sense is just like it's just spinning. Yeah. Like if it was a dial, it wouldn't have stopped at the at the max. It's sure. just spinning. Okay. Above the creature that is sitting on this throne is this swirling vortex of storm clouds, continuously uh, sparking lightning. This whole time, I thought that we were going to meet like an actual eyeball. Me too. And just now, I realized it's the eye I have of the, the storm. storm. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of like make that realization together. It's like, oh. oh. <laughs> The creature that's sitting on this throne is about 35 feet tall. Wow. Huge tree trunk-like legs with sandals that are strapped up to its knees. Uh, It has a uh, silver-plated, like, skirt, uh, leather plated with silver, and scale mail shirt of uh, something shimmering and bright, uh, alternating scales of silver and gold that seem to be kind of sparking between them. Uh, constantly it has a long white beard and deep deep features eyes that seem to continually glow with some sort of electrical energy and this creature stands as you get closer and it says it bellows out in a deep deep voice you are fletch stormtail and you have something wrong with you (laughs) 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 and you are mr e and you live in this castle, and you look big. I <laughs> ah, see we are both good at stating the obvious. <laughs> yes, we are. I didn't mean to be so blunt, but I don't get too many visitors. Really? This place seems really cool. It is cool, but I live a solitary life as the eye of the storm. I am a storm giant. Oh, cool. Marjorie's drawing parallels between these two people. <laughs> For centuries, my wisdom has been sought out by those of this plane and of your plane for predictions. It is difficult to predict the weather. Oh, yeah. It is one of the most unpredictable forces in all the universe. And those of us who can divine things from the weather are very sought out for our 
prognostication. It is not the future that I brought you here to discuss, Fletch Stormtail, but it is your past. Oh, what do you want to know? Or what are you going to tell me? Come. He kneels down and he puts a hand out for you to step on. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, can, can Marjorie come with me, my, my buddy? Yes. Yes, helper, please. Uh, buddy. Thank Par- you. Partner, yeah. Okay. Buddy. Come on, partner. Let's do it. It's a big hand. It's kind of a pale blue skin. And you step onto it, and he brings you up, and he uh, lifts you up to the swirling vortex that, above, that is above his throne. And he says, Please, Fletch, gaze into the vortex. Okay. Marjorie gazes into the vortex. <laughs> Marjorie, when you gaze into the vortex, oh. you see something unexpected. Mm-hmm. Even though this, uh, the, this maze was not meant for you, <laughs> the magics that are happening are still happening. Mm-hmm. So the eye is doing something uh, magical right now to give a vision to Fletch. There is uh, a very specific storm pattern happening. You're watching as these clouds are swirling. There's thunder and lightning happening. Rain falling in a very specific pattern that's kind of creating images as though the rain is hitting things. Oh. At first, you start to see what Fletch sees. With Where Fletch, you're seeing a large uh, structure, something that at first seems cylindrical, but then starts to fill out into what's like a large tree. Um, and you're like, well, there's a lot of trees. I'm a, I'm a forest, uh, <laughs> forest elf. There's a lot of trees in my life. So this image is starting to form for you, and that's at first what you see, Marjorie, as well. Mm-hmm. But then things start to change. I thought I would just say something stupid and you'd get like the full, <laughs> yeah, the full thing. Your image starts to transform from uh, something very woodsy to something very urban. You see rain hitting rooftops, and you see mountains uh, in the distance. You see a hurried, busy street full of people, uh, some sort of marketplace. Uh, But this isn't Night's Pass. Hmm. This isn't an architecture that you're familiar with. Uh, You've traveled most uh, places throughout this world, but this is something new to you. It's either new in that it's been built up since last you've been there, or it's new in in that it's a place that you've never been. There is... uh, emptiness beyond the walls of this city almost as if it's a desert or something or an ocean or something that uh would be vast and without uh trees or foliage or other buildings uh the walls of this city are high uh well fortified it is a large large city full of people the marketplaces and the streets are bustling with with activity and your image what you're seeing goes from this huge big picture thing this this 60-foot view that perhaps the eye of the storm would be seeing down to street level. And you're now uh, observing this image as though it were from your own point of view. As if you're on the street, you can hold your hand out. You can see your hand, Hmm. again, like rain's hitting it. But this hand is holding the hand of somebody else. It's holding the hand of uh, what appears to be a man, a human-sized man, maybe a tall dwarf. Either a short human or a tall dwarf. It's hard to say. Stocky. And you feel happy. Hmm. You feel a sense of, of calm and safety with this person that, you know, you don't fully understand. Yeah. There's the sound of laughter and music, a music that's, that's foreign to you. And there's smells that are, that are foreign to you as well spicy smells garlic uh very strong spices lots of 
lots of like food smells. Um, you seem to be in some sort of like uh, outdoor street market. This is good. Whatever whatever you're experiencing, you feel you feel good about. There's a there's a very there's a happiness here, but there's also a longing, and you can't tell necessarily if this longing is is you, or if this longing is whatever this is that you're whatever eyes these are that you're seeing through, or if this longing is whatever person you're touching. That is what Marjorie sees. Fletch, <laughs> mm-hmm. the vision that was intended uh, for you. Uh, again, it starts with this tree and it builds out um, and you are at first not sure what tree this is. And then you recognize it. This tree is Gollumathir. Hmm. Uh, you know Gollumathir. You've been there. Oh, right, right, right. The tree that ha- it's like carved in. There. Right. The, yeah, yeah. The, the city within the tree mm-hmm. or the, the village within the tree, the temple within a tree, really. Mm-hmm. And you go further within it to its main audience chamber. And you recognize the images as they're appearing, again, built out of rain, of the team. Uh, you see your, your companions. Mm. Uh, you see Koirim, his shape. Uh, you see the shape of Genevieve Cloudstrike. And then you see another shape. And this shape isn't built out of rain. This shape is built out of plants, out of flowers. And they're all stunning. It's this beautiful bouquet of all different colors, all different shapes, all different sizes, creating this shape of a woman. And then this shape that you're drawn to, there's this almost light that starts to emanate from it. And then you are suddenly propelled backwards from it. And there's these barriers that come up between it. And you realize that this is some sort of elaborate maze that is between you and whatever this was, whatever this plant woman was. Mm-hmm. This huge maze becomes, like, flips up, so now you're looking at it, like, kind of, like, Doctor Strange. It, like, comes up, so now you're looking at it, like, oh, an overview. Okay. The image of the maze becomes crisscrossing, like, bars. There's something walling you off from this, mm-hmm. and, and you don't understand what it is, but you feel horrible about it. The storm that you see churning in this, in this eye that you're looking into um, becomes more and more violent. But then the eye of the storm, the, the storm giant, reaches into it and touches a point. And from that, the clouds start to spiral out and part. And he creates this opening for you to see where you're looking through the maze, through the clouds, through the storm, through the rain, um, into blue skies and this brilliant flowery woman. And there's this earthen path now for where you're standing to where this woman is. What do you do? I walk down the path. Okay. I'm very intrigued. And you get closer to this, to this flower person. And as you do, the flowers start to fade into features, into actual physical features. And you start to see a, a pale hand, uh, delicate, long. Um, you start to see... Uh, very formal robes and uh, and the badge of the uh, Order of Gala Doy. Uh, you start to see a head of black uh, raven hair, and you start to see uh, facial features mm-hmm. of this uh, very warm, caring person. Um, but right when you do, a bolt of black energy flies through the eye of the storm and breaks up all of this imagery for both of you. Whoa. Oh. And the storm giant roars and turns uh, back 
to the entrance of the castle where the crystalline door is burst open and the air elementals uh, who were guarding it are fallen on the ground, their cyclones uh, slowly dissipating into the mist as you catch them uh, just before they die. Uh, Oh my god. (laughs) What do you do? I guess we'll roll for initiative. Now we'll roll for initiative. Okay. 14. 24. So the order of this combat is Fletch something. (laughs) Uh, Margarine and then the Storm Giant. So Fletch, what do you do? It's only one thing. As far as, as far you as know. you can see. As far as you can see. Um, is my Stormtail bow available to me? Uh, yes. It's You look down and it's just in your hands. Oh, well, that was great. Um, okay. I will take a shot at the cre- at the thing at the, in the doorway. I got a two. <laughs> uh, don't I you will, have magic? Yeah, but I don't like using... I, everything... The Stormtail bow is so important in this, in this whole thing, so I want to make sure to use it. Mm. Um, 11? Uh, 11 misses. You take a shot blindly, shooting mm. towards the direction of the door, uh, and this bolt of lightning just uh, just endlessly travels out of the door into the into the uh, abyss beyond. It is now um, whatever is after you's turn. You hear the thunder-like footsteps uh, approach you mm. uh, as, as whatever this is runs across the great hall approaching the throne or you feel something kind of swing at you and make contact glancing kind of contact with your armor but something must whatever it was must have been a little bit off balance uh from having to approach you uh as high as you are Mm -hmm. um so nothing um happens but you feel small kind of indents to your right okay something tried to attack you from there margarine it's your turn are we still on the eye's hand no, you're on like a ledge, like a crystalline thing that you're standing on that's right up by the uh, swirling vortex. And how high is that from the ground where this guy's attacking from? 35 feet. High. You're up there. Oh. It crossed a lot of ground quickly. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Okay. Do I just swing in the... It's invisible. I can't see shit. Now, it was running on the ground. Mm-hmm. So we have like audio understanding of where it might be. Fletch felt something uh, glance him to the side, to his right side. Is it by him, or was that like a thrown projectile thing? You don't know. Okay, well I'm gonna assume that was a thrown projectile thing because 35 feet is tough to jump. How would I do this? I want to pinpoint where I heard it potentially stop because of the thunder strikes. Okay. On the ground. Roll um, uh, insight. Okay. Roll an insight roll for this. Ooh, that was a seven, and I thought it was a one. <laughs> that scared me. Insight is eight. You have kind of a vague idea. It's it's you know where the you know where the sound stopped, mm-hmm. but you don't know if it was just careful after that or if it jumped, or or what. And the environment is like perfectly symmetrical, perfectly put together, perfectly aligned. Yes, and I use that in some way. Everything is smooth crystal. Alright, I'm gonna acrobats uh, just jump towards the place where I last heard it. Okay. Through my insight check. Oh no. 13 for the acrobat. Uh, You're able to hit the ground uh, without hurting yourself. You tuck and roll. Cool. Yeah. Now I'm gonna... 14 to hit. Let's do disadvantage since you don't know what you're swinging at. 14 to hit. You swing wildly but you do catch a kind of uh, which which weapon are you using? I was trying to use my your radiant, radiant knife. Yeah, you catch a kind of reflection 
almost. When you swing with your radiant knife, you get near something and you see kind of a shadow about uh, five feet further from where you're swinging. Okay, so with my other hand for my poison, because I am a dual wielder fighter, which I haven't used yet, <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to hit in that nice in that direction with a 17. Okay, yeah, you take a step forward chasing that shadow and mm-hmm. you connect uh, with this knife. More Great. Damage. Oh. 13 for the sneak attack, plus 4, 5, 6, 7 with the regular hit. You connect with something and it feels like you're stabbing in the flesh. It's very weird, but mm. it's it, but it's it's like I mean, you've stabbed a lot of people. I have. Yeah. You know what stabbing a normal person feels like. There's some I do. there's some bone, there's the kind of space between organs and stuff. This is like stabbing just like a sack of meat. There's something that's not quite right about this. Our enemy's a sausage. <laughs> is it is there any blood or anything? Around where Marjorie stabbed there's a sh- there's a shadow that whatever was invisible there's now like a patch of shadow okay so we can see when Marjorie's knife is in it should I leave it then yes okay I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave it all right you're down a knife uh, it is now uh, the storm giant's turn the storm giant creates a a great sword a giant enormous oh. sword this is uh, my in its kink. hand. I love this. Um, taking it in both hands, uh, swings wildly, trying to swoop around at whatever it is that's attacking you. That that desecrated its prophecy. Marjorie, make a reaction. Uh, make a dexterity save to get out of the way of this sweep. Oh, man. It's a big old sword. It's a yeah, very big sword. Seven. No, you are unsuccessful. It catches you. It gets caught uh, in your hair that is still swinging wildly. Oh, so you're no. kind of <laughs> yanked by this pull. Um, and about two feet of your hair is cut off. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Um, you're going to take half damage of whatever this is, uh, whatever I end up rolling, which is going to be a lot of damage. The hair took the bulk of it. Yeah, good. <laughs> and you watch uh, Marjorie after your hair is cut off and you kind of roll to your feet as your knife is just flung uh, against the opposite side of the room, hitting one of the crystal walls. <laughs> Jeez. So your knife, uh, still lodged in whatever uh, creature this is, in the little patch of shadow next to it, mm-hmm. um, is now clear across the room. It goes back up to Fletch. What do you do? Oh, what's the damage that dead? It got hit good. My damage, though. Oh, your damage uh, is 10. Oh. I want to try and call upon the earthly powers that I may possess and try to, to just yell, Roots! <laughs> and hope that the roots come and grab his legs. Okay. Um, <laughs> a patch of roots uh, and vines erupts from the ground beneath where this patch is. Uh, the patch of shadow on Marjorie's knife mm-hmm. uh, over by the wall of crystal. But you see some of them kind of create uh, the shape of, uh, of a humanoid creature uh, as they wrap up. And then... Uh, they are torn open uh, as whatever this is bursts out of them. Okay. It is now... Well, you've got another attack. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, while he's trying to break out of it, I'll try to shoot him with my bow. Sure. I guess. Um, 14. 14 will do it. Oh, okay. Cool. 12. 12. When you fire your Stormtail bow and you fire this uh, into the direction of this shape as the vines are falling off of it, um, there's a little extra oomph behind it. You, As you let go of the string, you can feel there's 
kind of an extra just force of energy channeled through the bow as the runes on the shaft uh, light up. Uh, so your 12 hits a little bit harder than a 12. Ooh. There is a shock of energy throughout this creature as the bolt connects. Uh, you now have kind of an image of where it is because there's this electric current running through it. But it is now its turn. It is going to dash into your direction, Stormy, and mm-hmm. leap up at you where it connects a me- two meaty fists Oof. into your body. Take uh, 14 damage. Okay. You're knocked from the perch, the little disc that you were um, observing the mm-hmm. the eye portal through, uh, and you fall to the ground, but you are caught by another flower. Uh, now it is... It's lucky. <laughs> Marjorie, what do you do? I'm going to scoop up a little bit of my hair. Okay. Like the cut, the two feet that's just like on the ground. You you do. It's like it's like grabbing wet spaghetti. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna dash. I can get to the to yeah. the shadow boy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna dash up to him. Make an acrobatics roll because you do have to it, jump or bounce off of something, either the storm giant or his throne. <laughs> Dude, this clear dice is doing me dirty. Uh, fourteen. Thank God I have a plus ten acrobatics. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I'll say you do it. Yeah, yeah. There's there's magics it's happening. Not my here. normal finesse, but yeah. Half my hair got cut. Well, a quarter of my hair got cut. Off. You kind, of, you kind of like jump off of uh, the storm giant's like knee mm-hmm. to get up there. All right. <laughs> he so, like does a little half squat to give you a little extra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stab him with my radiant knife. Okay. And that is a 18. That'll hit. Great. Eight for the sneak attack. Okay. Regular attack. Three. Radiant damage. Three. And okay. when I take my sword out, or my knife out, yep. I want to stick my hair into that hole. Oh. Real quick. Okay. Make, make, an, make an unarmed strike roll. Because I want to retrieve my other knife. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you want to leave a marker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unarmed strike, what do I add to it? That's just going to be just your uh, just strength. Just your strength mod. 16. Yeah, okay, yeah. Wow. You can jam, wet noodles. You can jam a bunch of gross hair in there. Wet uh. noodles in the sausage. You know that that's a Actually, that's a dish that you make. Like you take hot dogs mm-hmm. and you put spaghetti, like hard spaghetti, through the hot dogs Wait, and you what? boil it. It's not the classiest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, but you it boil sounds it. like some Midwestern bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you, and then you have like this uh, little hot dog with little noodle arms. That's like gross. little octopusy things. That's fun. That sounds like some kid shit. Yeah, yeah. that's what I just did to him. That's fun. Well, um, okay. <laughs> so I want to retrieve my uh, poison knife, and would that be my second that'll, attack? Yeah, or? yeah that, if you want to grab this guy back, that'll that'll do it for you. Cool. Nice. What, would, what am I rolling? Uh, Dex. Dirty 20. Yeah, you grab it. Uh, and you pull it out. Roll poison damage for removing it. Why not? Yeah. Yes. Give you a little extra. Three. Okay. It is now the storm giant's turn. He's just going to try to, like, punch where this creature is up on his little pedestal. He does not like that there is something uh, that he did not grant permission to uh, up there in this pedestal. However, again, Marjorie, you're caught up in this. I keep forgetting to hide. <laughs> There's not a lot of places to hide in this area, though. So you're going to take, because this isn't like a sweep, mm-hmm. you're just going to take the brunt of this, this punch, this big, giant punch. I'm just the help anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a vision. Yeah. I didn't, he didn't mean to give me a vision, though. Yeah, but you got a vision. Uh, 19. Okay. 
19 damage from this big, meaty fist, and you're flung uh, across the room again, but you can, you don't take fall damage to a certain point or something? That I don't know. Make an athletics roll. Alright. I'm at 30 right now. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. 22. Yeah, you're fine. You're able to tuck and roll, and you land uh, relatively unharmed, except for the the force of the punch. Mm-hmm. Um, the you hear you, <laughs> I land unharmed and I cough up blood. Yeah, <laughs> and you hear a squish next to you uh, as um, the whatever uh, sack of invisible meat is. Uh, My octopus hits. Uh, yes, hits the wall. Sausage. Hits the wall next to you, and you can see the patch of hair that you jammed into its open wound. Um, Fletch, it's now your turn. What do you do? I'm gonna yell for the earthy stuff and ask it to. Sp- <laughs> spray pollen in the direction of the meaty sack to try to reveal it more. Uh, there's a poof of, God damn uh, it. <laughs> of flowers um, <laughs> that exude this big cloud of pollen. You now see the outline, a yellow speckly outline of this creature. Margarine, make a constitution save. Sorry. <laughs> 13. Uh, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Nothing Just happens. You cough yellowed. a little bit. You sneeze, but nothing. Uh, nothing bad happens. All right, cool. I want to take a shot. Yes. Sixteen. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. Fifteen damage. And with a clap oomph. of thunder and some extra oomph, the uh, lightning bolt streaks across the room, uh, connecting with its target. Uh, where you hear a voice just go, "Master, I failed," and then it disappears uh, into a blinding flash of lightning. Uh, Marjorie, you avert your eyes, but feel no other effects. Great. The storm giant starts to walk towards you. You hear these huge claps of thunder as its enormous feet uh, thunder across the throne room. Mr. E, are you okay? (laughs) You start to hear it say, Fletch, you must remember. And then the vision starts to fade. Everything starts to fade. It starts to kind of glitch. Uh, this is a very electronic, like, glitching. Like, this Mm. is something that Marjorie and Fletch have no frame of reference for. Everything is very you know, almost pixelated. The walls, everything you can see, the 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 storm giant, things are glitching. It's like from Wreck-It Ralph when, yeah, uh, yeah Penelope's mm-hmm. starts glitching. It's yeah. kind of like that, but and the, the whole world. The world starts to kind of fall apart. Freak out, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And oh. you start to see these uh, shadow energies start to come in, this black and purple things that you have come to know as not good. Uh, Kerflippe flies in tries to combat it you see he flies in as a dragon uh, and he flies around this massive throne room breathing his breath weapon uh which is a cone of icy cold air oh, cool. uh, at some of these glitches and they freeze in place before uh shattering the ice and ice shards start to fall, fall around you uh both of you make dexterity rolls five eight not good guys uh, take uh, 15 damage, margarine, take half, take seven. Why okay. do I keep taking half? That's one of your abilities. If you fail a, a reflex save, you take half damage. Instead, instead of, of full, full damage? Yeah. Oh. So you're hit pretty good with these shards of ice, um, and the world continu- continues to pixelate until you are suddenly back in the clearing where you had rested in the Moonshadow Valley. You're around your camp, um, and you feel something on your face, both of you. Uh, you feel this like gross, slimy, like thorny, piercing uh, thing attached to your face. Ah! You, can, you can only see out of the corners of your eyes because something is blocking 
part of it. Mm. And you're flailing around, whatever this is hurts, and it feels like it's pulling on you somehow. And, and there's this, it's... Are we back in our bodies? You're or back the in your bodies. Mm. You're back in your bodies. And Fletch, uh, you are Rupert again. Uh. You look around as you're kind of thrashing from confusion and pain, and you see something, whatever this is, has also grabbed Juno, and you can see now that this is a big tentacle of some kind. You hear reverberating uh, through your mind, Fletch. Fletch, you need to remember. And that's where we're going to stop. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Wow. <laughs> okay. He's got face huggers on right now. <laughs> that's exactly what Joel said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that was Bridge episode number two. We're going to do the uh, episode break now instead of in the middle. Um, so thanks everybody for listening to Bridge Episode Two D and D and Deep. Sure, follow us on social media at D and D and Deep Pod on Twitter and D and D and Deep Pod on Instagram, or email us at D and D Deep Pod at Gmail dot com. And subscribe to the subreddit. Subscribe, at, at yeah. Subreddit is D and D and Deep Pod. And join Discord. Oh yeah, and join our Discord, which you can find How? on the subreddit. Oh okay, yeah, you can find it on the subreddit. There's a link to the Discord on the subreddit. Probably. Uh, question. Just mark? tweet at me. We I'll gained like a hundred or so. People, people on the, on the subreddit. subreddit yeah it went from like 400 some to 500 some so we're that's getting, great we're gaining traction yeah it's fun it's, there's like multiple community there's multiple places for communities uh who enjoy this podcast and the flavors are a little bit different so yeah. if you're not a reddit user welcome to discord if you're not a discord mm-hmm. user uh welcome to reddit and if you don't give two shakes about any of those twitter yeah yeah or if you like all of them you could turn off <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely true uh so be sure to check those out uh you can talk to other fans of the show about i assume the show and other things and yeah. us we're there too yep we are there we post. i am not because i don't <laughs> want to accidentally see somebody be like hey wouldn't it be cool uh and then yeah the shot, yeah i don't want your story yeah right 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 so uh, so I'm not, but everybody else is. So check that, <laughs> check that out uh, at those places. Uh, we also have a Patreon. Yes. Uh, mm. Patreon.com slash pod, uh, where uh, for various levels of donation, you can get some really cool things ranging from as little as a dollar a month, $12 a year will get you early releases of episodes as well as access to some character notes. Uh, and then the rewards go up from there. Uh, a lot of people have joined the t-shirt club. Uh, I'm really, really excited uh, that uh, we're going to be doing quarterly, four times a year, uh, some exclusive t-shirts that Beth's doing uh, Mm -hmm. through her shop. Uh, And if you donate at our our highest tier, uh, you'll get those uh, codes four times a year. Uh, Free shirts. Free shirts. So great. And also, if you subscribe to the Patreon, James of Dead Meat said that if you do that, he will give you access to matching the benefits matching on the benefits. dead the dead meat patreon so which, which is, is so cool so generous yeah. we're very grateful to james for that that guy man yeah Such so if you want to see what it looks like when any of our characters stab and rip open <laughs> an <laughs> yeah. enemy you can look at his patreon rewards yeah which are just like uncensored <laughs> to, kill counts right to get some graphic uh <laughs> graphic imagery so two uh, for one that's <laughs> can't beat that deal yeah so thank you to everybody who is a patreon subscriber already uh one of those rewards uh is some shout outs for patrons so we're gonna do a couple of those right now Woo. so first uh first off i want to say thank you to uh warlock's emo phase so thank you uh <laughs> warlock's emo phase 
which I feel like is most warlocks. warlocks yeah, <laughs> that's about that, right. That is just their 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 normal state. Uh, thank you for being a fan. <laughs> Let's thank uh, one of our longtime fans, Liz Mitchell. Thank you, Liz. Thank Liz. you, Liz. Thank you. Uh, very one much. of the best one people the best. on the planet. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Liz. Thank you for your support. This is another thing. If if you. Uh, uh, we're living in an age where if you want to engage with the stuff that you're enjoying, there are so many avenues to do that. And Liz is like a great example of somebody who is just delightful and fun and talks to all of us. Yeah. and is like really cool about stuff and helps out with uh, different projects that we're all on. Yep. And so if you like I'm I'm somebody who doesn't really talk to the YouTubers that I watch or uh, tweet at the people that I, I enjoy, but. Having been on the receiving end of that, it's really awesome. And I welcome anyone, any one of you who are like uh, a patron, especially talk with us. Let's get to know you because I want to be able to say these things about you. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're, we're just very good. Yeah. Lucky to have. Very fortunate. Very, very good fans. Mm-hmm. Among them, uh, Kevin and Garrett and Amanda and Samuel. Thank you guys for your support. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, as well uh, on the Patreon. So uh, check out patreon.com slash dndndpod uh, if you want to join up, uh, get some cool benefits. Um, I'm going to post soon the uh, first Gerbert Mertbert Reality poll. Yeah, um, awesome. I can't wait for that. As the team is getting closer to Night's Pass, they're going to find <laughs> out what has been going on to the renovations of their mansion. Uh, while they've been gone and uh, you guys some of the patrons will get to uh, help decide that so uh, look out for that on the Patreon and uh, I think that's oh Beth's shop Mm -hmm. yep what is it oh no (laughs) (laughs) www.bethbeerad.shop where you can get prints and t-shirts and in the future we want to do stickers and mugs for D&D&D yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna do some cool stuff. Yeah, there's uh, D&D merch on there. Over yeah. there. And other great stuff, too. Yes. I think that's it for this one. We're going to do uh, another bridge episode. You can probably figure out by process of elimination what that's going to be. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to get into season three. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm excited for some new... Started off with a big tentacle experience together. Mm-hmm. A group suck. A group suck. <laughs> just, a, just a classic group suck. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, until then, thanks everybody. Do what's fun. Do, Do what's, what's fun. fun. D&D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold.